This is episode 20 with holistic health coach, Wendy Michelle. This is Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson. And finally realizing my master's degree only taught me so much, I decided to start on a journey to learn more about what it truly means to be a pencil leader and how we can leave a positive mark on people and the world around us. So each week, I'm going to bring you a topic or a guest that will help guide us on our way to grow and leave a positive mark wherever we go. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. Let food be thy medicine. Thy medicine shall be thy food. Hippocrates. And it's so important what we put in our bodies because our bodies have so much capabilities and can be so efficient if we put the right things inside of them. Just like Indy cars, sprint cars, NASCARs, if you don't put high quality fuel in those vehicles, they're not going to last very long and they're definitely not going to be able to win the race. So we have to put good quality things in our bodies so that we can be efficient and run the best of our abilities. Wendy, welcome to the show today. Hi, how are you? Good, you doing all right? I'm doing good, thank you. Awesome, yeah, no problem. We're super excited to have you on the show and learn more about um, kind of your expertise in holistic health and, and the food and supplement area of that. So um, first, I mean, if you want to tell everybody just a little bit about yourself, that'd be awesome. Sure, I'll keep it little and okay. then I'm sure we'll somewhere in there later on. Um, there's definitely like lots of pieces to it. And I think uh-huh. maybe the most important is just that I've always been very passionate about people. I've always believed or had this core belief that humans are amazing and we can do incredible things. And we have within us the potential that is untapped for, I would say for all of us, really, we, I don't know that anybody really, can say that at the end of their life, they've fully given all that their potential is. And so it's always been a goal of mine to help people figure out what that potential would look like on a really great day and then step into it and then sustain it over time. So since high school, I've been in the fitness industry and the wellness industry as a personal trainer, doing like supplement coaching, helping people with their diets just because it's fun. Food is fun to me, and who doesn't like to talk about food? Right. <laughs> and um, it, it didn't really turn into a career for me, like a full-time career for me until much, much later. But it really kind of came by way of being a health expert and then getting sick and then having some crazy experiences of my own in that nobody knew what was wrong with me. So there was this whole season of my life that was like really difficult and really challenging, but it was the greatest gift because – there's no way to learn like sink or swim. And in my yeah. particular scenario, my sink would have been death and my swim wow. would be what I'm doing now. So I was pretty, pretty profound and uh, it gave me a lot of information and it gave me the ability to see things from multiple different perspectives so that at this point in my life, I don't really necessarily feel that I'm an expert on anything other than maybe there's always so much more to learn. That's the only expertise that I have is that there's so much more that we don't know. And it, and life is just an ongoing learning process. So I 
to have taken what I learned through those experiences through my time in the industry and, and built a couple of different brands around it and continue to build some brands around it, whether it's food or supplementation or health and wellness coaching books, you know, you name it. That's awesome. So, I mean, so you said at one point you were sick and basically it was death or, or get over it. What, I mean, do you, yeah. do you care to elaborate a little bit on that? I just, that kind of grabs me <laughs> yeah. a little bit. So I had some random symptoms, like some bloating and some, uh-huh. you know, and at the time I was a fitness competitor. So I was doing, I was really immersed in the culture. So it wasn't that I wasn't healthy by any stretch of the imagination, yeah. but I started having some more life altering symptoms like seizures, a mini wow. stroke. I couldn't walk, couldn't, couldn't stand just like severe pain all over my whole body that nobody could really explain. Doctors couldn't explain it. So I spent a year going from specialist to specialist and doctor to doctor and reading all the medical textbooks myself and trying to figure it out. And little by, as that was progressing, my organs were shutting down, things were getting worse. They, I was actually becoming immune to some of the prescriptions that some of the pain medications they were giving me weren't working anymore. I was on Percocet and Oxycontin and Clonopin and all the, these cra- the craziest and they weren't even touching my pain. So, uh, and I didn't want them anyway, you know, like right. I, that, was never a, that was never a solution. That was something that I did because I thought it was my only option. And uh, at some point I was in the hospital, my heart rate was like super crazy and hmm. they couldn't get it under control and and that was in addition to the other organ issues that I was having. And they were just like, we don't really know what to do for you anymore. So, uh, you know, maybe it's just best that you file for disability and, um, you know, maybe just get things in order. I mean, I was told by a couple of different doctors that they just didn't see me living past maybe like six months. If my body continued in this downward spiral that nobody could stop. Holy cow. So, so yeah, I mean, that was a sink or swim situation yeah. where it was like the, Nobody was throwing me a life preserver, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I was trying, I mean, I was grasping at straws trying to find people who could, could help me the best that they had to offer was prescriptions. And that obviously wasn't healing anything. It wasn't making me better. And, and even though it was livable, it was a terrible quality of life and it certainly didn't promise any extension of life. So it wasn't until maybe three years after all that stuff happened that, we found out what was going on. And at that point I had already started getting better because I had implemented alternative methods. So I was doing more natural holistic medicine, which at the time I didn't even believe in. I thought it was all just, (laughs) and um, you know, they found out later on that I had late stage Lyme disease, which was something nobody really was talking about at the time. And especially because I was in Arizona then and the doctors weren't really looking for that, even though I had spent some years in New York prior. Mm. So by the time I figured out what was wrong with me, I didn't really care anymore. I mean, I cared, but I, it wasn't my, I was just happy to be alive and walking right. and not pain anymore. So then it was like just great information. But because I spent so much time trying to figure out what's wrong with me, I learned about every arm, every, like every arm of medicine, every condition, every disease. I, I studied all of them in depth because I, I didn't feel like I was getting to the bottom of it fast enough. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's crazy. 
Yeah, it was kind of a wild ride. Yeah. So now, I mean, I'm guessing that's why you're more passionate about the holistic health now then. Is it because you oh, see yes. how it works? Yeah, because wow. I was on both. I think some people have like a beginning stage where they're yeah. like, oh, I, I feel fine. And they're maybe not as aware or conscious that they're living. And then they something happens either to them or a family member. And then they're like, okay, that's it. No more of this. We're going, you know, more extreme on this side. I was extreme on this side. Mm -hmm. And then this happened. And so that gives you a whole other outlook. You're, oh, yeah. So wait a minute, I'm doing everything right. At least I thought, <laughs> so what have I missed? And if yeah. I've missed it, then that means the uh, amount of people that I've talked to from the beginning of this journey to this point in time, I've been giving them potentially the wrong information. Mm -hmm. So now I have to figure out what I did wrong or what I don't know before I even attempt to tell anybody else or advise anybody else or consult with anybody else because clearly I've missed several boats. And so let me figure out how to do that. And so, yeah, it was a, it was definitely something that sparked a, a, another level of passion and a different type where it became more about not so much what was popular at the moment. Mm -hmm. So if, if what was popular at the moment was uh, an effective strategy, I wouldn't have ended up in the position that I was in and a lot of other people wouldn't either. So then it became a passion about the individual and helping the individuals know how to proactively approach their health based on genetics, epigenetics, mm. uh, where, you know, where they're currently living, what, what season it's in, um, what their biomarkers show, what their labs look like. And when you take that data and you apply it with the more bulky information, mm -hmm. you get what's called precision wellness. And so that's okay. what I do now about making precise strategies for people so that they can feel their best possible and hopefully not ever have to go through what I went through or a lot of other people go through. Absolutely. Wow. And so do you yourself through your business do these, these tests to get people's precision health um, set up? How does that work? So yeah. So what I do is I, because I'm not a doctor, right. I do know enough people. I have a really extensive network of like okay. the best, of the best. So depending on what type of program somebody might want to do, I will create a strategy where I bring in or build around them kind of a team. So if you think of like an, like an athlete, for instance, mm -hmm. you know, they have multiple different people in and around them that are contributing to their ultimate goal. So I do the same thing, but you don't necessarily have to be an athlete for that. You can just be you and you just want to be your best you. And now you yep. have somebody who's talking to you about your precision nutrition. You have somebody who's running your labs, who's discussing your lab results with you and then sharing that information with whoever's doing your supplementation, okay. who's doing your nutrition and all and across the board, the different team members are sharing data so that you get the benefit of everybody talking to each other and also not having to interpret them yourself, right. which is a other problem. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. That's then I, I'm just curious. Do you see a majority of people have, or maybe they're lacking a specific portion of like the holistic health, like anything that usually people are offered to, to um, add to their daily regimen? I would say that the com the common denominators mm -hmm. are the simplest ones, which okay. is awesome. Like why it's so fun to do shows like this or just yeah. talk about it in seminars is because I don't even have to draw blood uh -huh. to already 
go where I could optimize most people. So it's usually in their sleep. Okay. It's usually in the diet with just a few tweaks and in water mm. and, and environment. So meaning real light, real air, yeah. you know, <laughs> getting outside, things like that. So, um, those can be adjusted for everybody okay. pretty simply, you know, just getting outside more. Yeah. If you not outside four times as much as you do now, it would make a huge difference. Mm. And if you slept deeper yeah. and longer than you do, uh, by simply changing the settings on your phone to where you're not looking at blue light so late at night, so you're not disrupting your circadian rhythm, you're getting like the melatonin production, you're not mm. staring at television, or if you are, you're wearing blue blocking glasses, like super nerdy things like that will actually move the needle significantly. And I don't think that there's a single person that wouldn't benefit from those little changes. I agree. Yeah. I think the the blue light's huge. <laughs> My wife gets annoyed at me. Uh, <laughs> probably a lot of the time because we'll go to bed and shove her phone on and I'm like, Hey, put that away. Like you're disrupting both of our sleeps. And so uh, <laughs> she's like, Oh, whatever, but she's getting better. It, it's just funny that, um, but yeah, I think that's super important. Now, do you, what is your stance on um, amount or hours of sleep or do you have a stance on hours? Yeah, I do. I still, I still think that that's one area of science that we, that we have it as correct as we can at this time based on what we know. Mm. So there's a lot of little tweaks you can do throughout the day through in different areas of life, time management, mm -hmm. mindfulness, thought life. But when it comes to sleep, there's just no hacking it. Yeah. Sleep is sleep. It's, it's, a, it just is a necessary thing. We shouldn't try to work away around it. We should try to make sure that everything else gets worked around it mm. to get in. I'd say, I think eight hours is a good middle ground. It might be a little bit less for some people. It might be a little bit more for some people. And the best way to determine that is to track your sleep and to really analyze it and to see the correlation between I feel amazing when this, when I'm, I'm having this time of sleep. Like for instance, I, might only sleep six hours, but if I get three hours of REM and an hour of mm. deep sleep and my disturbances in my light sleep are minimal, that six hours might be sufficient for me. Whereas for somebody else, it takes them a lot more, a lot more of the cycling to get into that much deep sleep or that much REM. So they might have to be asleep for eight hours to accomplish a similar ratio, right? Mm. Of the different yep. stages of sleep. So I think it's just really dependent on the person and as far as if less or more, but really I think sleep, we, that's one area that I think we have mostly right. And we should yeah. probably just work around that. Yeah. What do you uh, recommend on people tracking their sleep? Do you use something specific? Yes. So there's quite a few new technology options out mm -hmm. there. I currently like, I wear a whoop, it's like a, okay. it's a little watch. It tracks a lot more than just your sleep, but you wear it all the time. It's tracking more data than any technology that's available okay. right now. So it's it's got so much data on me. It's looking at my HRV, which is huge. I think HRV is so important. It's it speaks to the part of our body that we can't consciously tell. I can't tell you what my autonomic nervous system is doing. Mm -hmm. I can be like, I feel a little nervous, yeah. central nervous system, but the thing that like 
reminds my body to like for my heart to beat and my lungs to breathe that's a whole system that we're not necessarily tapped into so hrv yeah. will, will help with that but the sleep on it is great because it helps to i mean obviously because it is adding an hrv component but it's also looking at your disturbances your light sleep your deep sleep your rem and it's breaking it down and then it also has questions like did you have drinks before you went to bed are you mm. sharing your bed are you, you know, different things that would contribute to an overall data analysis right like so that you can take the information and go, okay, I know that when I have a glass of wine or something before bed, my HRV goes down, mm. my REM goes down, my, you know, so you can draw correlations. So I think that's the most important piece is being able to get data that yep. also gives you the ability to, to draw correlations between behavior and benefit or ill effect, right? Okay. So yeah. whoop, I like a lot. It's not even very expensive. You pick and pay oh, wow. monthly for it. Oh, cool. And I'll send you a link so you yeah. can add it to the notes and stuff too. That'd be awesome. Thank you. And I'm guessing it connects your phone through an app or something. Yes. And awesome. it's, just, it's so easy to use. It's easy to set up. Cool. And there's still, I mean, like all technology, there's still some things that they're working through, like just bugs and stuff. But yeah. for the most part, it's, I think it's the most accurate that we have access to That's right awesome. now. And, okay. and I've been using it for the last probably six months. It tracks your workouts as well. It tracks your calories. It, it has a lot of features that I think are really beneficial. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. We'll put that link in the, in the show for sure. Um, and I know that, like you said, you're big on the, the food and supplements and making sure we have the right nutrition. And, and I believe you um, created your own supplements. Is that right? Or am I off on that? Yes. So okay. I do. I have a company that is that consults with brands to help them. Okay formulate some of their supplements i have in the past done a supplement line or two those have either been sold off or have gotcha. just become irrelevant only because mm -hmm. of other projects that i've had to pay attention to right the hard part about supplementation is that consumers really are looking for an instant feeling mm -hmm. and the problem with that is you can't really feel yourselves you know right yeah so you're doing something in the space where it needs to be done which is at a cellular level you're not going to be like, I'm euphoric or I, you know, that takes time for all yeah. of those cells, those individual like little mitochondria to be affected then overall. And then at some point in time you wake up and you're like, I don't know what happened, but I'm feeling a little bit clearer and who knows how long that took. Right. So supplements yeah. are hard because people don't typically stay with something until they have evidence yep. via a feeling that right. it's working. So it's, it's a tough space to be in if you're honest. Yep. If you want to just throw out catchy, you know, things, you, you can make a lot of money for sure at first, but then you're, it's a short lived business yeah. model. Um, and food, I do formulate a lot of food products as well. I have three brands, four brands that we've just launched. They were in more of a private label type okay. situation, which is, not stuff I really get to talk about or share because I'm yeah. not. I'm, I'm, you know, obviously under an MDA for those things. But um, they've been in the marketplace for years and done really, really well. So they're about to, they're about to be in the stores under their brand and names. Um, those are coming out. I specialize in plant based, not necessarily yes. because I am fully plant based, right. but I I am about innovation and I am about sustainability and creating mm -hmm. solutions that are unique and helpful to an evolution of the food industry. So that's why plant-based awesome. tends to be the thing yeah. for me. And, um, and yeah, that's, I also 
work on beverages and different elements of supplements. I've really gotten into the space of, again, it's all about precision to me. So one right. brand that I just launched is called the next generation athlete. Okay. And it's not just for athletes. It's actually what I like to call professional athletes and business athletes because, you know, peak performance is a thing, no matter what you're doing. If you're a mom or you're an executive or you're a football player, peak performance, why doesn't, why don't we all want to be MVPs of our household? You know, right. So that's an exciting space for supplementation for me right now is the, the customization mm. where you can get like your own blend of protein powders that specifically for your goal and your biomarkers and whatever it is that you need to accomplish. And then same for an athlete or same for somebody who's just trying to maybe wants to do like a Spartan race or something or mm -hmm. a corporate wellness entity where they're wanting to get more productivity out of their employees. So customization and supplementation to me is the future and it's something that if you have access to all those raw ingredients you don't even need to start your own brand per se because everybody's going to get their own thing yeah that's awesome so what would you i guess say to someone who wants to like to take the supplements or add things into their system that they've heard is good for them and they're just going to walmart or something and getting the generic ones off the shelf what what what's your position on that <laughs> supplements are not regulated it's why that you'll turn the bottle around or box around and always see a disclaimer the fda is not behind this or back in this mm -hmm. and that they can't make any claims about anything all that stuff is for a reason there's if there was anything wrong or if there was maybe something that's on the label that's not really in the product which happens a lot mm -hmm. There's no governing body going through and doing checks on it. The only time a check happens if somebody complains. Mm. So if somebody were to say, this doesn't make sense. The label says it's 50 calories. Or the label says it has 100 grams of protein in it. <laughs> and I don't think it's possible. And then they make a call. And then maybe months, a lot of time down the road, somebody goes and investigates. And the only way the consumers would know is it's just not on the shelf anymore. Hmm. they wouldn't know that like there's it was it was it was wrong so yeah. when it comes to supplementation i think it's one of the most important areas to make sure you have a trusted advisor so yeah. so that's like while like on my website i always put products that i love or if i post anything on social media i am always very cautious about what i promote because i don't i'm not just slinging products everywhere right. that's yep. not my purpose in life my purpose in life is that people can count on if I'm making a recommendation or I'm suggesting something that I've done the research that they don't have time to do or the brain space to do, or they just don't want to do. <laughs> right. And it helps them, you know, kind of navigate better, but just to go into like a wall green or help into like CVS or something and, and grab something off the shelf. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of that mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it can be dangerous too, if you do too much of, of certain supplements. And so, just having that knowledge and background is important uh, or seeking that out from someone else for sure. So um, I guess, do, do you have uh, maybe a, a natural, like a plant or something that you think is a really good um, source of some sort of vitamin or mineral that, that a lot of people could use? Um, for that. So there's a couple of things that, that the body doesn't, that the body does naturally mm -hmm. that you really can't get from nest from like plants necessarily. And then there's mm. things that you can get from plants that are nutrient dense, like okay. micronutrients and so on for that. I really love 
Florella, which okay. is a seaweed. Again, that's a very important one to source. Well, I think that I, I, I do have one on my website that I recommend and there's a link to it and some discounts too. Uh, because it's not necessarily, it's not supposed to be cheap. And you'll see mm -hmm. if you were to look at Lorella on the shelf, you'll see one that's $9.99 and you'll see one that's $49.99. And there's a huge gap between there. And there's a reason for that. And it's a good reason. So not all supplements though, is that the case for, but right. with Chlorella, right. if it's cheap, be very concerned because it's, it acts as a chelator. So what it does is it attracts different heavy metals and stuff. So if in the process of being in production or maybe being sourced from the ocean, depending on what body of water it's coming out of, you can presume that it's got some contaminants in it just naturally because of where it is. So a clean body of water is really important when it comes to chlorella and then a multitude of other things. So for that one, uh, I mean, it has amino acids, it has digestive enzymes, it has, I think, pretty much every vitamin and mineral with the exception of like a handful. So it, they use it as food for astronauts. Like it, it just has a ton of, it's like if there was one catch-all, I think chlorella is definitely one of them. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, do any others? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, I love mushrooms. I think mushrooms are very, very good. Uh, we're still. I, finally, I think they're getting the the spotlight that they deserve. Yeah. And uh, we're learning a lot more about them. I. They all have different benefits to different strains. I love uh, Coriolis versicolor, which is a turkey tail. That's one of my favorites for the immune system and the way that it acts in the immune system. It's a modulator, which is something that we all need. We don't necessarily want an ex overly excited immune system, and we also don't want one that's just laying there doing nothing. So it acts kind of like the hall monitor of your immune system where it makes sure everybody's pulling its weight. And it's got some really incredible research behind it as far as what it does for people with conditions. Uh, whether it's autoimmune conditions or cancer, but also just as a proactive measure during like flu season, cold season, these viruses and stuff. Um, you can't really beat mushrooms in that case or um, uh, colostrum, which I love. I think colostrum is uh, emerging. There's different uh, molecules of it that are, that science is getting a little bit more specific on. There's definitely one of those on my website too. It's called Fortizel. And it's got like the most profound, like the most, if there's like a superhero within colostrum, <laughs> that's what, that's what's in that capsule. And so, um, those studies, oh my gosh, when I started reading about that particular product, I could not, I couldn't stop because there's <laughs> it's just paper after paper, after paper, after paper. And this isn't just the company's research. This is universities around hmm. the world globally who are researching in this and looking at all the different benefits. Everything from growing hair and nails wow. all the way to preventing cellular mutation, aka, you know, cancer. Mm -hmm. So yeah. and there's there's studies for all of it. So I love that one as well. I think that That's one awesome. is pretty pretty spectacular. That's cool. I think it's so cool that like uh, just with my face and everything, like God put stuff here that we can use to help ourselves uh, yes. instead of trying to create, create and then make money off of like pharmaceuticals, nothing against if you're in pharmaceuticals per se, but yeah, I think there's stuff here that we can use and, and better ourselves with. And, and with that, I, I want to, have you ever heard of uh, Moringa Oleifera? 
Yes. Okay. What What's your thoughts on that? I'm sorry. What? Um, I was gonna say, can I tell you a fun story about that one? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I was in Hong Kong, uh-huh. uh, visiting China maybe three years ago, and one of the wealthiest men in Hong Kong was in this meeting with myself and business partner, and I asked. And he found out what I do on huh. for like a on the health and wellness side, and. I asked him of all the things, because I, I also love traditional Chinese medicine. I mm. think it's a, it's a really great arm of medicine that would do us all good to, to learn a little bit more about it and apply it. And I, I asked him what he, if he could only choose one thing, what would he choose? And he put his hands in his, like, he had like a coat pocket right here and he <laughs> pulled out these and he put them in front of me. And I, at that point, you know, I'd never seen them from the tree. I'd only seen them in a powder form post-production mm-hmm on the shelf of Whole Foods. So, you know, for the first time I'm like tasting it, eating it. And he said that his entire family, it's something that they give to the children when they're very small, all the way up until old age. And I think that in his family, he had, there was centurions for five generations, which is a lot Just that's saying a lot that you're, that at every turn you have, you know, somebody in that lineage that has lived to be a hundred or more. So, and he said, that's all he uses. It's just, it just. It's Maringo um, Alfera. That's, wow. that's like go-to for everything. He said, he said in his, the way he phrased it is it, it, it is, it's all you need. It does everything. Wow. I don't know if I would, if I would say that, but yeah, that was, that was his take on it. So yeah. That's, I, that's cool. That's, I, I had uh, an acquaintance. I asked the same thing because of where they are located in um, Africa and she mm-hmm. told me the same thing. She said, oh, yeah, in third world countries down here, they feed that to their kids all the time because it's packed with so much good stuff. And, and they said that it treats they use it to treat um, so many things in those areas. And, and they yeah. call it the never die plant because they can grow like anywhere. Uh, yeah. And so that's just once I started doing more research into it, I'm like, wow. This has a lot kind of like what you've researched with your other uh, supplements and, and plants was the same kind of thing. Just good research coming back from it. So I just wondered if what your thoughts were on it or if you'd heard anything. So, yeah, that one is something that will always stick out in my mind because of that one particular story. But um, I've heard the same uh, from people in you know, South America mm. and in Africa as well. That that's I mean, anytime you have some type of natural plant or tree or that is resistant to yep. conditions, harsh conditions, dry conditions, temperature conditions, you have to assume without any like real scientific background yeah. that if it's that resilient to con- external conditions, then, then there must be something special about this tree or plant mm-hmm. that will also give me the ability to be more resistant to external environmental factors as well so and i and i agree with what your statement was about having everything that we need i really do believe that we do have natural sources for everything that we could possibly require and in some cases it's we've been able to extract things and create pharmaceuticals from that but i i think that the body really prefers the whole leaf you know, or the whole barrier, the whole stem mm-hmm. or the whole bark. Like there's, there's synergy in nature that doesn't exist in pharmacy. And yep. it's not to say that there's anything wrong with being very 
scientific about it and, and going, well, we think that this is the active component, but to remove that from its synergistic partners, we have to assume that it's also going to remove some of the, the benefits. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, the whole itself is, I think there's so much out there and, and it's like, it goes back kind of to the CBD and the, the hemp and all that that's starting to be out there more and more. It's, I, I personally, I think it's the same thing. I think there's benefits to it. I think, but then we come along and we add stuff to it or we try to use it in incorrect ways. And so just like everything else, but yeah, I think, I mean, cause we have cannabis receptors or cannabinoid receptors in our body. So I think that's, I think God did that for a reason. So, you know, to benefit us. So. We have a, a whole endocannabinoid system that's yep. built in and around this particular molecule that only has receptors that will, that are there just to line up with that. And then it has this, you know, domino effect of all the other systems. It's, it's clearly there for a reason. Mm -hmm. I suppose some people might argue, well, that may be at some point in time in evolution, we need it. And it's like, it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of irrelevant only because if we're just now discovering the endocannabinoid system, then I have a feeling it wasn't just for a time in our past. Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think it's definitely there for a reason. I think we can uh, see a lot of benefits from using it correctly. And so, yeah, it's cool how we're, we're learning and, and just like with sleep and the mind and the brain, there's so much more that we don't know yet. It's just, I just, man, I, I could think and go on about that stuff for, for so long because it just fascinates me. But, um, so I guess one, one question before we kind of start wrapping up is, so someone's brand new to all this holistic health and wellness improvement, where would you have them start? I mean, besides getting the test to, to see where they're lacking and where they can start, is there anything else that you would suggest that they do? I would get a trusted advisor. Okay. Them. I would do some research on, and that doesn't necessarily, there's not a lot, meaning mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of health coaches. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is, is it's, it's limited and it, you really have to rely on your gut instinct when it comes to that stuff. Right. But somebody who has a, can at least speak intelligently to multiple different facets of wellness. Um, of course they can always reach out to me. I'm happy to like refer them to people that maybe are closer to them or that I happen to know, or I can help them ask the right questions, mm. uh, knowing what to ask. It's just the same way if you were looking for everything from a babysitter to a realtor to a lawyer, there's, there's a way to weed out the ones that are going to be a problem and the ones that are actually going to be a value. Mm. So people are so, I'm so open to just helping in any way that I can. So I, I would say that's first because okay. To try to navigate that yourself, especially in today's world, is it's a daunting task, and it's really no yeah. wonder why most people give up because yeah. I I'm, I'm exhausted, <laughs> you know, and I you know, and I know the amount of things that I know, so I can't imagine for somebody who's just starting to to dip their toe in, yeah, how overwhelming that probably feels. For sure, that's awesome. I think that's a great, definitely great place to start. Um, well, before we wrap up, I'd love to ask you just a couple questions that correlate to pencil leadership and, and get your, your answers for that. And one, the first one um, is who has impacted your journey to where you are the most? Is there someone that sticks out in your mind? You know, I, I think it's hard for me to say that there's any one particular person because I have been so fortunate to have had many people be 
like walk alongside me, right? Whether they knew they were mentoring me or not, whether I knew they were mentoring me or not. And so the best way to answer that question really is to say that we're all being taught all day long by every interaction that we have. So I would say the people that I've met, whether it's a client or it was a doctor, doctors that I liked and doctors that I did not get along with Uh have both equally mentored me. People who I have coached who were in a really tough place in life and really needed just some hope to get to the next level, watching them and sitting with them in their pain and helping them through that has also mentored me significantly. And then being the one who's going through it, my experiences have mentored me in so many different ways. So it's tough to pull one person out, even in like entrepreneurial stuff. So even in like the starting businesses and setting out on that journey, I didn't really know many women who were Mm -hmm. doing that at the time. So I didn't have anybody that I could really grab onto and grab information from. That being said, just watching, you know, just being aware of your surroundings and just knowing that I say this often, that, you know, God really isn't a God that like covers his eyes and like spins around and like, (laughs) that's my belief. Yeah. I don't feel like anything is random. I don't think that anybody, whether they're bagging your groceries or they're, they happen to be somebody that you bumped into in some situation, those are our mentors. Mm. You know, they've been set in place and we've been set in place for others to be, to be that for each other. And so, um, you know, I just feel like I've, I've just had the ability to be aware of the mentorship that happens as part of being a human being. I love that. That's such a, such a deep answer, but so true. Like we can learn from everyone, no matter who they are or what position they're in. I I think that's beautiful and something we should all remember as we go day in and day out. Um, And you kind of mentioned at one point, excuse me, doctors you didn't like or didn't get along with. And I know that you had that hard time of being really, really sick with Lyme disease and everything. Looking back through those negatives or those hard times, what would you say is like the one positive that you learned in that situation? There's so many, there's so many. <laughs> You're right. Uh, the most, the, the, the biggest positive of that was yeah. to open my eyes to the areas in the industry, to the gaps in the industry, mm-hmm. to be able to see not just with my eyes and my experience, but to know that this was more than just my experience. Other people were experiencing this. And this was like an, it was an identifying opportunity to see where I could plug in my purpose and gifts that I had been given to and ensure that uh, what my pain and suffering was causing in the moment would be able to be turned into something positive for, for people in the future. So I, I just think that it just happens to be positive across the board. You know, mm-hmm. it, was a, it was an annoying situation at the time. It was extremely <laughs> I'm sure. But man, what, what happens when your eyes get opened to something that's been done this way forever, Mm. but clearly not working. And you go, why do we do it like that? Why hasn't anybody else questioned this? And then you go, Oh, that might be me. I might (laughs) be doing something like that. 
And then all of a sudden it just makes sense. And yeah. so it's all positive. It's all been a gift to me. I, I, I see it that way anyway. That's awesome. Seeing the silver lining. That's good for sure. So the last one is, um, so what po- positive mark after everything's done here on earth for you, what do you want that positive mark to, to be for people to see? Like what I, what's left over from work that I do here. Yeah. What, yeah. What positive mark do you want to leave on the world? I would love for people to have a renewed sense of what actually turns the impossible to possible. Mm. And that it's not necessarily a complex concept, but rather more simple and I mean, love, you know, love will always turn something impossible into something possible. And when there is pure motive and, and like a, a real loving standpoint that you, you take Mm -hmm. to do things, what possibilities come from that are, I think, unprecedented. Mm -hmm. And I would love for people to be able to have that perspective in everything that and anything that they do because I I don't know what industry a lot of people will be in. I don't know what their gifts will be. But if they apply that, if they can see anything on my life or see anything in the work that I do, they know that I have a very deep love for people. And that I really I really want to see them do well. Like it is there's nothing more exciting to me than seeing somebody live out their purpose or or experience, you know, unabashed joy. Mm. And if, if they see that and that inspires them to apply that to whatever their purpose is and, and to let the impossible become possible, I, I don't know that there's any greater work I might be able to do. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. So thank you so much, Wendy. But before, I, I know you have a website and we'll put that on there. Is there any way um, people can con- connect with you other than your website? Instagram is probably the one social media outlet that I'm more on than, than not. Uh, it's just a lot of time, you know, but it's, 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 I definitely don't follow the rules of how often that I post or anything, but it's at least current. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So Instagram is, and then of course, um, but I I check it. So if anybody had questions or wanted to reach out there, because it's easiest for them, it's a good spot too. Cool. Awesome. Well, yeah, guys, definitely uh, get connected with Wendy. Um, just sink into that information she provides and start helping yourselves out there. Um, but Wendy, again, it was great having you on the show today. Learned a lot. So thankful that you stopped by to share with us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you for what you do for people. I'm sure that they're all inspired to do impossible things from this as well. So it's fun to to team up and do that stuff together. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. If you enjoyed it, share this with someone else and make a positive impact on their life. Also, head on over and leave a five-star rating if you liked anything you heard today. And let me know what you think so I can make this show better for you in the future. And go ahead and connect with me on Instagram at chris.t.anderson. Love to hear from you. Now let's go out and make a difference as pencil leaders.